words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. I have a short message this morning called The Cross Equals Power. The coming of Christ is all about power. The coming to existence of our lives is all about something in the atmosphere of God. But we journey like Nicodemus. And what we think about is our estate in life and where we are, whether we are married or single, whether we have children, all our businesses is what we put ahead of the accepting the call. But God wants to remove that thing. You know, Nicodemus could never follow. He couldn't follow. You should go and watch this chosen series, uh, episode one. Uh, series one, episode one to six is ready, right? To four. To six, right? Who has watched it all? Oh, yeah. It's absolutely the closest I've seen of all the Jesus movies to absolutely watch it. And season two is getting made now. So season one is absolutely mind-blowing. This is just an encounter between Jesus and Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a good man. A man who was all about God. Served God in the temple. The time came to transition and he couldn't journey. He couldn't go forward. He was stuck in that old way. Religion had him. He knew this was something. He tasted the power. He saw something that he had never seen before. But he couldn't journey forward. Why? His set condition. He had become sedentary. He had become committed to something. How many people come to this church? They know we have the power of God. They know this is what God is calling them to. But they have to go back to something. Something that they were. Something that they used to be. And do it again. Can it be that God is asking some of you to journey forward and to jump in and to lead it, but the atmosphere around you keeps on changing you. The atmosphere around you never permits you to jump in fully to become who God has designed you to be. This morning, let's talk about the power of the cross. 1 Corinthians Chapter 1, verse 21, and it's so aligned to, first, to, to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It's exactly the same thing. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Let's read this again. One together. Let one, two go. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. You know, we are saved, but we are also being saved. There's a continuous outworking of God's grace and God's power and God's life in our day. 
and we shall be saved in the consummation of all things when Jesus Christ returns. That will be the eternal salvation that is final. Right now we are saved and we can begin to taste the benefit of having the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But to us who have been, who God is working right now in the midst of us, the gospel is the power of God. We are being saved. So the gospel is the power of God. We can ask this question uh, about a a Jewish brown carpenter born 2,000 years ago with a rumor about him. How can this guy be the only way to God? You know, atheists can't have it. They just say like, ah, the guy was born 2,000 years ago. What does that have to do with me today? No. He wasn't just a man born 2,000 years ago. He is the way to God. He is the Son of God. Amen. So Jesus is the power at work in us. And 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, The kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. The kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. The kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. Power. Not just words, but power. Power of the Holy Spirit. Power to heal. Power to save. Luke chapter 9. Jesus called his disciples together and sent them out and gave them power to heal the sick to heal the sick and to preach the gospel. Jesus called his disciples together, gave them power to heal the sick. My God, do you have power? Do you have power at all? Do you know that this thing we're talking about is not just words, it's power. Some of you, you can't wait to leave here so you can go back to Instagram, even right here in church, you can't wait so you can go to your WhatsApp stories. You will just and of course, today the Bible is on the app. So while we're in the sermon, you're flipping between, you are fidgety, the atmosphere around you is tepid, you are dry, you are full of the noise of other people. Other people, you are powerless. When you come to God, you have a form that you know God, but you don't experience that power. Can I invite you to power? Say power. Can I invite you to power? Say power. Can I invite you to power? The preaching of the gospel is not just words. It's power. The kingdom of God is not just words, but power. Say amen. Why do we need power? To destroy the works of the devil. He who sins of the devil the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. When we connect to God, guess what we're doing? To say destroy the works of the devil. I can't hear you this morning. I can't hear you say destroy the works of the devil. One more time, destroy the works of the devil. We're here to uproot. We're here to, up, we're here to remove. We're here to destroy the works of the devil. Say, I am here to uproot. I can't hear you this morning. This morning is participatory. Say, I am here to uproot. I am here to, um, to remove. 
I am here to push aside. I am here to change the works of the devil. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifested that he will destroy the works of the devil. We're here as destroyers of that which the devil has planned. The devil has planned that no one will see God. The devil has planned that no one will understand God. The devil has planned that people will be sleepy. The devil has planned that people will be weak and powerless. The devil has planned that people People will never know God but we are here to destroy the works of the devil say amen sit up sit up sit up sit up we're here to destroy the works of the devil we're here to destroy the works of the devil let none of us be a dry empty Christian let none of us be empty ever again because we are here to serve notice to the kingdom of darkness and their works will be destroyed and their works will be uprooted and the works of hell will not stand and the works of the kingdom of darkness will not stand Jesus did not come to give us a ceremony. Jesus did not come to give us a Christmas party. I am not very procedural. So today you expect the Christmas, so I get four lessons of Christmas. Now, if you have not the power of God, Christmas is useless to you. Let's be honest. Christmas is useless to you. you have not the power of God. What are you doing with Christmas? What are you doing celebrating Christmas for a Jesus you do not know, for a power you don't experience, for someone you don't taste, for a God that you are? What are you doing during a party? We are here to destroy the works of the devil. We are here to destroy the works of the devil. The kingdom of God is given for the destruction of the works of the devil. The devil begins to work and God begins to raise up people in the earth. These people of the earth, what is their job? To counterbalance the work of the devil. But what will the devil do? To change the atmosphere around you always. The devil is an atmosphere master. The first thing the devil says is, it's not me. The first thing the devil says is what? It's not me. It's your wife causing you a problem. It's your husband. It's your, it's your boss. It's not me. It's not me. It's your feelings. It's your emotions. Your emotions are overriding. He says, it's not me. It's you. It's you. you are, this is how you are. If the devil can make you believe that something is wrong with you, then all of a sudden, you now start making peace with your mental health challenge. You now start making peace with your anxiety problem. The devil says, it's you, it's you. Something is wrong with you, it's you. Say, no, no, it's not me. Say, it's not me. Say it out. Say, it's not me. It's not me. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifested and he will destroy the works of the devil. We are here to break down the works of hell. We are here to uproot. We are here to uproot what the devil has done against people. We're not just gathering to be a church. It'll be another church in Lagos. 
Minkashande Molibra Dosta Makina. We're here to destroy. We're here to unpack. We're here to supplant the kingdom of darkness. We're here to reveal his lies. We're here to uncover the things that he said that are not true. We're here to declare that we belong to God and that something boiling on our inside and that we have grace in God and that we have power with the Holy Spirit. We're here to jump out of everything that is holding us bound. We're here to declare liberty for ourselves and for the men in our lives and for the women in our lives. We're here to set them free. We're here to liberate. We're here to break the chains. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifested. Why do we need power? Why do we need power? Can I tell you why we need power? This is the streets of Aleppo. This is Aleppo in Syria. This was the streets of Aleppo before the war. Next slide. This is the street after the war. Go back again. The last previous slide. This was the streets of Aleppo before the war. Go back again. Go, go forward. This is the streets after the war. So, I was asking this morning, where is the place, the biggest development corridor in Nigeria right now? Where? Lekki. But is Lekki not a mess? Let's be honest. Where are the roads? It's absolutely a slum. Where is the water? Where is the power? This is what we live and we to get millions to buy. Buying a slum. That's what we are actually fronting and saying we're distinguished for. That's all we live for. The devil has us on something we don't know. We will never be satisfied. When you get there, you will still not be happy. Because right now, me, I'm not even happy with it as it is. I haven't arrived there yet. I can't see that as a goal to live for. I can't see that as, as an inspiration to have. Your aspiration must be bigger because one day you have it, the next you don't. Why do we need power? Because of Niger Delta militants. Every now and again they wake up and they carry guns and they begin again. Why do we need power? Next slide. I don't need to tell you what this is. How can we, you understand? Why can't we get to a point when the power of God is so much here that anyone who comes to church knows that they had corona? So now, guess what they have done to us? We are now wearing what? Mask. And it's healthy for you to wear a mask. If you don't have power, please wear a mask. Please wear it. It's healthy for you to wear masks. But guess what mask does? It removes your voice. When I say sing, some of you are struggling. Just think somebody put something in your mouth. Does that look like it will shut in your mouth? So we need power to upturn. The church needs power. The church needs power. The church needs power. 
The church needs power. I want you to go home with that question in your mind. Why don't I have power? When there was no rain in the land, Elijah knew why. And Elijah knew how long. Elijah could say, as the Lord God lives before whom I stand, there will be no rain until I say so. <laughs> so good. That's a man living in the Old Testament before Christ had come. He broke into a realm of God and power. Do you hunger for power? Do you hunger for the real deal of Christianity? Do you, are you tired of fake Christianity where we're all saying the Spirit of God is here, the Spirit of God is here? They're looking. Imbo. When the power of God comes, oh, we all know. It was Noah Woodruff who said once that he was in a meeting. The Holy Spirit came. The real glory of God came into the room like smoke. That everybody was terrified. People were trying to come out of their bodies. We don't know what we're asking for when we ask for the power of God. Nobody moved. Nobody preached. Nobody sang. Everybody sang, sat what? <laughs> Everybody went on their knees. Why? Ashikali, where the stammer? Oh, that your people would desire your power and desire your glory and wait into the watches of the night for you to visit them and wait into the rising of the day for them to know why they're here. Here, like the wind. Yeah, like the ones sent by God. Yeah, for life. Yeah, for strength. Hallelujah. When there's no power of God, the prophets prophesy lies. They prophesy that which is supposed to lie in their pockets. They prophesy the news. How many of you know there are some prophets now? All they do is prophesy the news. So now Trump is coming. Oh, he may be the next president. Oh, this person is moving. Oh, this is going to be. Oh, Corona is coming. Let's talk about Corona. Just jumping on every, every hype point. So you're actually a newscaster, a bending news, you're a news twister. A news twister. Because 2021 was bad now, some people are saying, oh, I can see 2021 is worse. Oh, give us a break. <laughs> Are you prophesying the news? Or is this God who told you to prophesy? And that's why so many people are tuned up from the real power of God. Because the devil will go and pervert what God wants to do. Are there prophets? Yes. Are there speakers for God right now? Yes. Are there some prophets here today? Yes. But sometimes the loud noise of all this lying prophecy is so loud, we hide our own prophecy inside our pocket. Release power. Why power? Drugs. Why power? Headsmen. 
one day 110. Okay. How many of you were confused about the news about Mieti Allah this week? So Mieti Allah were the ones who kidnapped the boys. Then Mieti Allah was the one who negotiated the release of the boys. And by the way, Mieti Allah is a terrorist organization. <laughs> we had a prophet who would stand and say, God, no more violence in the land. No more evil. And it shall be so. Hallelujah. Why do we need power? Hungry children. This week, Timmy Roberts, uh, Zach, Godwin and I went to meet the king of boys around the Lekki Corridor behind uh, Legushi. Just planning our outreach for this evening. One, his name was 50. It was really 50. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, his name was Polarian or something like that. Third one, his name is Oba Geto. Yeah, king of the ghetto. I asked them, do you guys have up to 100 boys? Because we thought we had 200, 200 packs of gifts. The, the three of them started laughing at the same time. That thing made a big impression on me. I said, is he up to 1,000? They say even 2,000, like even in the themselves, have no count of how many boys. Our outreach tonight is focused on boys. Because yesterday, Destiny Trust, we did an awesome job. Their parks are much better than our park. Put your hands together for Destiny Trust. Awesome, awesome jobs. And they went and focused on women and children. Today, we are focusing on the boys. So in the same area, we are covering together for the kingdom of God. How beautiful is that? How beautiful. Well, if women come, we won't send them back, right? Or children. The guy said we have 2,000 boys. That's 2,000 broken boys. The ones we call hoodlums in the Legushi area, that by that beach area only. From Twin Towers to Edo Hall. Just that small place, 2,000 boys. Broken men. Why do we need power? These boys are hungry. No destiny. You need money to build institutions, to reform men. You need resources. You need influence. Some of you have influence. Your influence is so rubbish. You use it for nothing good apart from yourself and your family members. Why do you have influence? So you can speak to the powers that count and say to them, we can do better. Why does God give you a mouth so you can speak over the darkness that fills the earth? Why do we need power to raise the broken and to declare the kingdom of God and to give food to the hungry and to raise the sick and to cause people to see the life of Christ. That's why we need power. We don't need power to show up ourselves. We don't need power to look like we're the great guys. We don't need power to, to, to be better than anyone else. We need power so we can raise a broken world for our God.
So God can say, the devil is working, but my sons and my daughters are upturning what the devil is doing. And we hold the ground until the salvation of all things. And we hold the floor until Jesus comes to redeem the broken earth. Why do we need power? We need power to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. How many of you know those of you online, please don't tell anybody. Don't record this. How many of you know that during the Ensas riot, like the Ikoyi prison, there was an Ikoyi prison break attempt and 70 people died. 70. Was that in the news? Not one news. 70 people were shot dead. Once the hoodlums from outside were hitting the prison from outside, the guys inside were trying to run out. The wardens carried their guns and opened fire on the prisoners. Seven people have died. Some of the people who are working on the justice project is working on their case. We lost two, right? Our project manager is here. Stand up, stand up. Dami, on the justice project. Listen. Can I tell you guys something? We need power. To reform society, you need power. You need power. You need power. Say, I need power. Stretch out your hands. Say, Lord, I need power. I need power. Not just to talk words. I need power to upturn the works of the devil. I need power to destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Amen. Today, people don't believe in God anymore. There are broken families everywhere. Fathers are running away. Mothers are compromised. Children are perverted. Today we have compromised churches. Churches that don't teach the truth. Churches that exist for their own gain. Churches where some people are just fighting for control. I used to be in a church where all the pastors just thought like, oh, this guy is too much. We have to take him down. And in the church, there are always two people, the people who are doing the work and the people who like the glamour of the work. And guess who takes who down first? The people who like the glamour of the work. They tell stories. They fabricate lies because they don't have the spirit of God. And that's how churches get compromised. So if the lead pastor is not wise, guess what? He will, he will now be seduced by the people who are looking for power because the church, especially when it's a church in Lagos, except when it's cosmopolitan, except when, especially when the pastors wear designer suits and there's a lot of money in the budget, all of a sudden the church becomes something desirable. i tell you a story. Should I tell this story, Pastor Fred? There's once... I was leading a prayer team and one lady came to join the prayer team. Every time this lady will come and follow me, she would come to the prayer meeting, Pastor Moses, there a prayer meeting today? I say, yes, prayer meeting, come, let's pray. Pray now, let's pray. Then next, after prayer meeting, Pastor Moses, I want to have some questions for you. Okay, come to the office. Every single meeting, every single prayer meeting, she was just becoming what? Gombody. <laughs> Godwin, Godwin, we used to do the prayer meeting together. <laughs> After a while, 
One elderly lady called me, Auntie Ruby. She said to me, Pastor Moses, this woman is after you. But she has like pertinent questions like the kingdom of God. Like how can I know I'm coming from Catholic church. I, I want to know more about God and everything. Teach me more. So I will bring PowerPoint. Teach hours. My, my tummy will touch my back. after. <laughs> Apparently nothing was entering. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because there was an agenda in her heart. And guess what the agenda was? It's not what you think it is. She didn't want, it wasn't sex. It wasn't, no. Guess what? I was the pastor of an important church and she wanted network for her business. After a while, I started asking her the right kind of questions and I saw color bloom. I started asking her, okay, what do you do? She said, what's your plan for your business? What's your strategy? Because we had become friends. So when you get to friendship, you start asking this kind of personal question. So she now bloomed into color. So after a while, she came out plain black. And can I meet this person? Can I meet this person? Can I meet this person? So she was actually building network. By the time I gave her the number of three, four people, bye, bye, bye to Jati Jati. If all church is about is a networking center of all men, how miserable are we? If all you're looking for is contact. See, there's an evil atmosphere around everyone. The devil will put you in a funk. The devil will put you in an atmosphere which every day you wake up, that atmosphere will be around you. The first thing you need to get the power of God for is to break out of the atmosphere the devil hangs around you. Why are you always angry? Why are you always agitated? Do you know why you're always feeling small? The devil is pouring an atmosphere around you and everyone who begins to touch the power of God begins to shake it off. Say shake it off. I can't hear you. Say shake it off. Say one more time. Shake it off. He will say, it's you. There's something wrong with you. No, there's nothing wrong with you. Stand up in the authority of Christ. Stand up in who God says you are. You stand up in the power of the cross. Stand up in the grace of God. Stand up in the glory of God. Lift up your voice in prayer. Lift up your voice in a worship song. Declare around yourself that I belong to the Lord. Man is fallen, but I don't have to be fallen. I am created in the image and the character of God. God God is on the inside of me. I will not grovel for survival. I live in the strength of the life of God on the inside of me. I am full of divine grace. Say it out. Say, I am full of divine grace. I am full of divine life. I have the glory of God on the inside of me. Say, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work in me. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead is at work in me. He will quicken my mortal body. I will experience the power of God. I will experience divine life. I will experience supernatural provision. I will experience grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I will declare that God is the only God. That God is the only one. And I will yield myself to Him. And I will yield myself to His work in the name of Jesus Christ.
four types of power. Number one, John chapter one, verse 12. He gave the right and the power to become the children of God to those who receive him. He gave this, he gave this to those who put their trust in him. These children of God were not born of flesh and blood, but they were born or of man's desires, but they were born of God. The first power you will experience is the power of sonship. Say sonship. Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. How can God anoint you with power to heal the sick and to raise the broken? How can God anoint you with power to undo the works of the devil? How can God anoint you with power to do the works of him who came. Number three power, the power to live above harm. Say, I live above harm. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Number four, power for righteous living. When you fully awaken to righteousness, temptation cannot destroy you. Personal failure cannot abort your purpose and condemnation can no more hold you captive. Romans chapter 8 verse 1 says, but for now there is no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made them free from the law of sin and death you know when we go to church guess all they teach us the power to make wealth I just showed you four other powers the power to make wealth many people have wealth even they will little you have you can't even use it for any good purpose why do you want more sometimes God is the one even putting a pause button because all your money is for you and for your fantasies you know give a man money and what is inside of him with what What's inside of him will what? Come out. Money is a confidence build booster. Money is like wine. You know, I said it the other day. Drunken people are not foolish people. Drunken people are people who sometimes lack confidence until wine gives them spring in their steps. <laughs> And then they can say what they've been planning to say all along to you. That they, they, didn't have, they didn't have liver to say. Wine gives them that liver to say it. I told the story of my friend Callistus. <laughs> he gets tired of hearing that story. Well, for those of you who haven't heard the story, I'll tell it again. Callistus was a Plateau State boy. Really good friend. We're in the same course in philosophy. University of Joss. So Callistus got uh, Platistate's bursary. I think it was seven, 75,000, something like that. We're, we're underground. It's a long time ago. 75,000 was like a million naira now. 75,000 was probably something close to, this was 1990. So 75,000 would be like maybe $7,500, something like that. Almost something like that. So was quite some money for a young man undergrad. 
So Callistos came and met me and said, my friend, Moses, you're my only friend. Let's go and drink. Let's go and drink. <laughs> so I followed, <laughs> followed him. <laughs> but I've always been, I've never drank alcohol before. So I don't have any record. All, like all the people who say they give their life to Christ from, from sinning and drinking. That wasn't me. Sorry. I have not killed the sick. I have not worked for the devil. You know, those people say like, I saw Satan. I saw Satan. No, that's not me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but my salvation is still real, isn't it? <laughs> so Callistus wanted us to drink. When I went there, I ordered malt. Callistus said, oh, I say you're my only friend. Just drink. I said, Callistus, honestly, what I need is money. He borrowed me, he borrowed me 2000 Something like that, borrowed me 10000 Something like, I can't remember the amount. So I tried to borrow some money from him. He wouldn't budge. So went outside. You know how people who are drunk used to wee? Doing that long wee by the wall. I'd never forget this side. <laughs> Say, Callistus, give me the money now. Why are you stingy to your friend? I thought you said I'm your real friend, said Moses. You're a Christian, I know you. I know what you're trying to do. Totally drunk, oh, so drunk. You know that I'm going to blow, blow this money. So you're trying to take some and keep for me. <laughs> Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. Just drink. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? People who are drunk are not foolish. They're not foolish. People who lack power. So wealth is like that. They are not foolish. They are just overwhelmed by the influence that they've come into. So sometimes God holds you back from that power and the seduction and that intoxication that that thing has because it makes you to do destructive things. Sorry, this is not the kind of message you want to hear because I'm sure many of you, end of year, you're thinking like, oh, the pastor's preaching on Instagram. I just was scrolling through Instagram. It's not too late. There are still 10 days to the end of the year. Pastor Fred, God will do a 11 hour miracle and suddenly all the money you didn't make from January to December. Mary, you make it in Jesus' name. Say amen. It's not too late. You can still catch up. You overcome us anointing. You overtake us anointing. You overtake, overtake, overtake. That's why they gave me a title one day to come and preach. Overtake, pursue, overtake, and recover all. And they were not talking about taking a nation back for God. I arrived there. I said to them, I hope you guys know I'm not going to preach on this title. The title of my message is Up in the Air. God is going to throw everything up in there. You overtake nothing. You recover nothing. You, everybody, was, everybody in the church rejoiced. Everybody in the leadership was angry, gnashing their teeth. That's the last time I preached in that church. You wonder why I don't get many invitations? That's why. The whatever the Holy Spirit is telling me, I will say it. I'm fearless. I don't fear you. 
I don't fear you. I don't fear you. Power! Power! We live for the power of God. We live for the power to become sons. We do not dilute the message. We live for the anointing to heal. We live for the anointing above harm. We live for the power of righteous living. Declare these four powers over yourself. Say, Lord, I have the power of sonship. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I have the power of sonship. I have the anointing to heal. I have the grace to raise up the broken. I live above harm. I live over scorpions and serpents or over the powers of the enemy. I have the power for a righteous life. Say it again. I have the power for a righteous life. Say it again. I have the power for a righteous life. Say it again. I have the power for a righteous life. I live in power. I live in grace. I live in the atmosphere of God's Spirit. God's Spirit is pouring out on the inside of me. I have sonship power. I have the power to declare that I am a son. I will see miraculous things done in my life. I will raise the broken through the power of God. I will heal the sick in the name of Jesus Christ. I will lift up the banner of God over people. I will lift up the power of grace over people. And what the earth calls broken by the power of God, I can turn it around. My influence, my sphere of influence, my power, I can turn it around for your glory. Thank you Lord God in the name of Jesus Christ Amen to speak over you lift up your hands one more time the grace of God you will be people of influence in the city you will be people of influence in the country and your influence will turn around evil to good your influence will do works and wonders and powerful things you will save prisoners you will feed the hungry you will raise the broken to the power of God the hand of God will be upon you your wealth, your influence will be for the kingdom you will raise up all that hurt all that are broken in the name of Jesus Christ I speak over your life you will not live just for yourself you will not just live for material things you will not just live for empty things anymore I speak a power over you to raise the broken to heal the sick I speak over you the power to do the works of the kingdom you shall write articles that will shake the nations you shall make speeches that will alter the destiny you will stand in decision places and you will change the destiny of many men through the power of God on your inside you will use your position to do mighty things God will speak voices in your heart you will receive strength to rise up above the limitations of hell you receive strength to rise up above the limitations of the devil you will break every habit in your life every evil habit in the name of Jesus Christ you have the power you have the power for the preaching of the gospel is the power of God unto salvation we will save men we will raise the broken we will heal the sick in the name of Jesus Christ I empower you to raise up marriages to restore businesses to restore homes to restore communities in the name of Jesus you will be a restorer you will be a rebuilder you will be a one who qualifies the grace of God the power of God will flow from your inside in the name of Jesus Christ I raise and the decree that you will not be ordinary you will not be empty you will not be dry 
Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I receive. Lord, I receive your power. I receive your power. Revival, oh God. Come awaken your city, oh God. Come awaken this people, oh God. Oh God of revival, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. Oh God of revival, the darkest nights, you can light it up. You can light it up. You can light it up. Light up the darkest nights. Light up the darkest nights. Light up the darkest circumstance to the power of the glory of God. Jesus came to destroy the power of sin. We are manifest to destroy the power of the devil. You have power in the name of Jesus Christ. We'll raise the sick. We'll heal the broken. We'll open prison doors. We'll restore the captives. We'll feed the hungry by the power of God. We'll stand in the gap for women and children, for men broken in the midst of the day by the finger of God. We'll be known as restorers of broken places. We'll be known as rebuilders of walls. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.